0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Moms That Say Fuck, hosted by yours truly, Alana Kapitz and Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm Alana, the CEO and founder of Moms Toronto. We're on a mission to bring moms
1: together and give them a great day, revolutionizing maternity leave. And I'm Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm a pediatrician and pediatric emergency medicine doctor. I provide no nonsense child health advice, dispelling myths and empowering parents to parent confidently and raise your healthiest kids. Together, we have six kids under eight. We are eager to chat with other moms, entrepreneurs, and interesting people about everything from sex to alcohol, sleep woes, and body shaming. We aren't afraid to talk about taboo topics or share our many opinions. We say it like it is and want to get to the heart of the issues facing moms and caregivers everywhere. Come join us.
0: Mamas and papas and daddies and mommies and daddies and friends of all ages. I'm so excited. I haven't seen Dr. Dina in a few weeks, so we're super pumped because we have Eva Klein here. She's the owner of My Sleeping Baby. She is a a worldwide famous individual and group support coach for people doing sleep. She's the owner of My Sleeping Baby. She has the My Sleeping Baby community, the Sleep Bible, and she will give you a free 15-minute consult anytime at, at My Sleeping Baby. Eva, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. We're Welcome. super pumped to have you here. So Eva and I know each other from way back because like the way that me and Dina and Andrew all went to sleepaway camp, I went to sleepaway camp with your sister. Right. Julie, right? Yes. And we yeah. also
2: connected in university.
0: Right. Three. Through Hillel. Were you at Mac? No. Uh, York, York,
2: York. CFJS. Right,
0: right. We were nerdy Jewish leadership totally. kids. Totally. That's yep. okay. Um, okay. And Eva, how many kids do you have? Three. I have an eight-year-old, a five-and-a-half-year-old, and a 10-month-old. 10 months already,
1: eh? Oh my yeah, god, That's crazy. Flies. JJ, right? Yes. The youngest one. Okay. We have a JJ too. What's JJ's like name? What's his full name? Joshua Jacob. That is remarkably close to our kid. Who's <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason James, but one of our kids, other names, middle names is Joshua. So it's okay. kind of yeah. a Cute. combo of our kids names. Yeah. There you go. Amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: And do you guys know each other? Dina and, and Eva? Yeah.
1: Like through like the influencer Toronto, you guys ever met we each other? deal totally. with kids nice. thing. I think. Yes. Yeah. I'm okay. gonna
0: I'm gonna I'm going to say yes. I think. Yes. <laughs> yes mm. Mm-hmm. well Eva gave me a lot of advice and guidance with my first kid she was the first sleep consultant I had ever met or known and when you were coming up with sleep Eyeball, we were consulting with each other about branding concepts right
2: yes yes I was just asked picking your brain what right you think about this you're my target market right would love your thoughts yeah
0: mm-hmm. and I had she dinner by you once yes you have a cute cousin I remember he was there yeah and I don't know why my husband wasn't there but it was great no your husband was there no, he and he I wasn't. remember <laughs> he yes was, he was, was. <laughs> Yes, he oh, was. I th- doesn't remember. No, no, no. no I husband. remember. There's a hot guy
2: in the room. Right no, I'll right. tell you why. I know for a fact that he was, there, was there, there because I did not know that your husband was a chef uh-huh. until you showed up uh-huh. and. I think my husband was asking your husband what kind of liquor he likes. It. Do you like scotch? Because my husband really likes scotch. And when he mentioned, uh-huh. oh, by the way, I happen to run in the past like a Michelin star chef restaurant. Uh-huh.
0: I was like, say what? I know, like, right. You didn't we, tell we didn't me that. didn't tell people that because we, people don't invite us over for dinner otherwise. So <laughs> we stopped telling people that Matt was a chef. Because, because you are, think that people will No, judge. people are scared to to cook for him. To feed him. I was really yeah. scared
2: seeing him eat my food. I'm not going to lie.
0: No, like I'm, a pretty, good, I'm yeah. a pretty good cook. Yeah, Don't was, get me wrong, great. but it's intimidating.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> so I distinctly remember that. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I just remember your hot cousin being there. <laughs> Matt fades into <laughs> No, but also, Paulo is there. Yes. Uh, Jason Renard's wife. How many yes. do does she have? Four? Five? Five. Oh my fucking God. She's she's a she, badass. Me. But she's never on two I love these from women, man. I love them. <laughs> okay. So, Eva, you're a sleep <laughs> consultant. Yeah. Okay. And you've built a crazy online business. I did not expect I would be here, but yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But you're a lawyer by training. By training. Yeah, she pivoted out of law. It's quite the pivot, (laughs) I would say. So tell us us about you. Just give us your brief high level.
2: Basically, so yeah, I I went to the University of Western Ontario for law. And if you had told me that today in 2019, I'd be helping exhausted families get their little ones sleeping full time, I'd say that you were crazy because I... I never took any business classes in university. It was never something that I was naturally um, inclined to explore. And then what happened was I graduated law school. I had a baby. This baby was awesome. This baby was one of those babies that makes you look good. You know, those kids that that make people go, wow, you must be the best mom. And you're like, I know. Thanks. (laughs) And then two years and four months later, her sister was born. And I was like, hmm, on second thought, maybe this isn't me after all. Because this baby, unlike my older one, didn't stop crying. It was one of those babies who had colic, who had reflux. And even with that all... that all being a thing of the past she was still very challenging very high needs very sensitive and so naturally sleep did not come naturally to her it does not come naturally to kids who are just more sensitive and so I find myself with a four month old baby waking up every 90 minutes all night long and I feel like I'm going to die because I've always needed my sleep, like yeah. really needed. We all need sleep because we're human, but I've always needed more than average. So when I was waking up every 90 minutes, I mean, I I didn't know what to do with myself. And so I had no choice but to open up these sleep books, figure out what the heck was going on. And I managed on my own to make the situation didn't hire more a a manageable. Consultant? So I, I, di- I eventually ended up hiring my teacher because <laughs> what ended up happening was... I got the situation a little bit more manageable and then I thought, hey, you know what? I should use up the rest of my mat leave to get a certification to become a sleep consultant just as a side gig. I mean, I'm not going to quit law or anything because like who the hell does that, right? I'm not going to do something so nuts. I'm just going to have a side business. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I can do for some extra fun money because it's something I'm really passionate about. So long story short, the baby then regressed because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And so I ended up hiring my teacher to help me with my baby as I'm in the thick of learning how to do this myself. And so by the time she was one, I had this side business that was supposed to just be a side business, but then it ended up growing a lot more quickly than I ever imagined. And I saw very early on the kind of potential that there was for me to maybe potentially do this full-time. And then around the same time that I was realizing this and it was growing, I was back at work on a part-time basis, three days a week, which was perfect, it was what I needed. at a law firm? Yeah, Yeah. yeah. well where, I mean I wasn't in a law firm but it was in in an in-house type of role. And my boss pulls me into the office one day and says, Eva, we need you back full-time. This isn't gonna work. You know, we're too busy and we need you five days a week, not three days a week. And that's when I went, oh shit, all right, what do I do? I have to kind of. My business is really growing. This is, to a huge extent, a dead end. And so I kind of took the plunge and said, no thank you to the full-time offer and went with my business that I saw was growing. And I figured, listen, worst case scenario, I can always go back to law. I'm still, I'm not going to give up my license or anything. Yeah. But I've never had to look back because I kind of just, all of a sudden I had more time to be able to c- contribute to my business, which mm-hmm. allowed it to grow even more. And then- I never had to look back at all. And so all of a sudden, I have all these family members and friends going, wow, you're actually not going back to law? You're mm-hmm. actually doing this? And it's pretty commendable. I, I said, hmm. honest, right? I said yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, at the time, my, my girls were three and one. So the flexibility that that arrangement allowed me was something that I did not want to give up on. Plus, if I had to choose in terms of the quality of the work and the kind yeah. of impact I'm having on people, right. helping families get sleep... Negotiating clinical trial agreements. Eh, yeah. Let's let's help families get some sleep so right. that everybody can remain sane.
1: And so here I am. That's a great story. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah you uh, you double down on yourself. Yeah, do you like was a say. double down expression. <laughs> do you, <laughs> you double down. You double and down. It's my new thing. It's my new thing. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, like it takes chutzpah to like you know kind of jump yeah. out jump out of what you were doing the comfy job and
2: yeah, yeah. right. But I do want to emphasize though that I had already spent a solid six months building up this side hustle of yeah, mine. Right. Yeah. So, cause I don't think I'm not, I'm a pretty naturally risk averse person. I'm not one of these people <laughs> who can just quit my job full time and go chase a dream and, you know, end up on Shark Tank trying to get money. That's, that's not, that's totally not how I am. I kind of need to do things a little bit more methodically, but I think that's why I love being a mom in 2019 because we yeah. have the internet and the internet has allowed for so many extra business opportunities i think i mean for for everybody but particularly for moms who want that flexibility who want to be able to work from
0: home that prior to the internet just never existed so let's riff on that eva because you're passionate about it tell us about what it takes to run an online business we could talk about sleep consultancy which we can get into a bit but right we're all business owners here
1: mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. your
0: eyebrows look fierce
1: i have nothing going on with my brows what? right now at all Sorry, I haven't even like done anything (laughs) to them in the last like two weeks. I think I just miss you. Thank you. I got way (laughs) prettier in the last two weeks. (laughs)
0: Thank you. Okay, tell us about how how does somebody then hustle online as mom to make an internet internet business? Right. So basically, listen. You have to have two things, right? You need to have
2: you need to have something that you can Mm -hmm. offer people that's going to help them and provide value. So you need to have an offer, and you need to have an audience. To pitch that offer to, right? It's yeah. it's very simple. I mean, that's basically all business, and online business is no different. I think how online business is different is that you can access your audience so much more easily. So my audience was exhaust is exhausted moms. Facebook groups, right? They're easy, they're free to join, they're free to create, yeah. and you can I can easily access my target audience to be able to connect with them and build relationships with them and build communities and really understand exactly what they need so that I can best serve them mm-hmm. again without the internet it was way more challenging to get access to your target market in the well, world before of the internet, you know paper
0: i remember watching this like clip from like cbc or cbs or pbs from like 1992 being like we have launched a what's it called jerry a website <laughs> what's a website oh it's a <laughs> The WW, what does the WW worldwide Web? It's like a whole thing, like, right. built in the 1992 <laughs> launch of a first website. And I can't imagine the world. Like, I always think about how amazing it is to parent to this generation where we know so much more than in the generations totally. before us and yeah. how lucky we are. And I know you talk about this all the time. Like, parents look at us all the time, probably you too, Dina, like, they have no clue how to do anything in previous generations right we got away with everything sleeping on chairs staying
1: up all night eating oreos for dinner a lot of people still do all that right Mm -hmm. yeah my my business hasn't changed so much i mean we do some like online education kind of stuff have you thought about doing
0: like a whole online platform Yes, because that's very scalable, right? It's a yes. Scalable business. Model. I mean,
1: not in medicine per se, though. There's lots of people moving towards kind of virtual medicine and that yeah. sort of thing. But I still or like wel- the health and
2: wellness. Yeah, I
1: mean, there's lots of things to be done yeah. for sure, and and there's lots of competition now too. Though I'm not really sure of any you know physicians doing that kind of stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's some stuff to come for sure. Totally. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there, it's a whole way of accessing people, right? Like my my day to day is very much in person, you know, face face forward. But uh, yeah, there's lots to be done. That's where I'm moving my business too. Yeah. I can't right. wait, actually. But you do all sorts of in-person stuff. I know, stuff. but I'm
0: moving towards more of a cultivating community in a yeah. digital way. And mm-hmm. I found Eva will testify totally. I think to how die-hard my fan base is. You need a membership, so that's what we're launching. That's what you need. So yes. by the time this is released, mm. <laughs> we will be pushing a membership. We're launching membership in September of 2019. It's a paid membership where you get crazy perks and I love crazy it. swag. Um, and I'm looking for my first hundred founding members. Cool. So that's where I'm moving towards because it. it's way more scalable. And the truth is, is like we have, we across my platforms, I have twenty thousand actual followers. Okay, put Instagram, Facebook, my Twitter, all that stuff. So with twenty thousand followers for me, was an interesting model. And I have a business coach right now who's helping me negotiate these conversations. But even you're right. Like if somebody wants to have a like a, a full livelihood that happens behind the computer, for me, what's interesting is that we have online community but I have an in-person community which sets me apart from people who just work online right but my challenge is I have a capacity issue which is I can never have 20,000 people from across the globe in one room at one time no so that's why I will still have our in-person obviously pieces but there'll be major perks for my membership so totally so and, and do both. I, and I some love people fashion. can do I both, and some, some can do online, right. and some people can just do online and
1: some people could just do in person. Right. Yeah. We're gonna be doing both. So cool.
2: I think there's something really special about memberships. Yeah. I mean, I have a membership myself, you know, my sleep bible program. And right. what I love about memberships over say one-off events or you yeah. know, one off digital products, courses and whatnot, those are all great, but a membership really cultivates a special community right. that you don't get from you know a one-off event where like you might not see these people again, right? You might they might come back, but they might not, right? So with a membership, you're going to see the same people over and over again, and then you know connections form and relationships form, and it's it's really special. Is it an like annual
0: that. membership Eva, or is it a one-time? So
2: my my people have an option to do either monthly, quarterly, or annually, uh-huh. and you know the longer they join for, of course the price goes down. They right. get a couple more perks to right. incentivize them to join for longer.
1: Right. It seems like a lot of work to cultivate that community, you know what I mean?
2: Yes and no. I mean, listen, there's a lot of work in terms of getting it, you know, starting it up. I mean, creating all the content for Mm -hmm. the members to all go through. Um, But when you have a handful of like-minded individuals all in the same community, it actually, as long as you provide them the right opportunity to connect, it tends to go a lot more smoothly than you think because people like being around Other like-minded individuals. Yeah, they they thrive on that. They feel they feel comfortable. They feel vulnerable. Mm -hmm. They they um they look for those types of opportunities. And Facebook's your platform, right? Facebook is where I host the community aspect. Um, you know the the membership itself with all my content that my members use is all on my WordPress site. Um, but the community aspect of a membership is on Facebook. And And members. How many people would you
0: say you have had through the Sleep Bible? membership program?
2: Oh gosh, that's a really good question. I mean, right now I currently have 65 active members. That's great. Um, Yeah, which I'm, you know, working on, working Mm -hmm. on growing and expanding. You know, there's Mm -hmm. always, always room to grow, but yeah, it's, it's fantastic. That's great. Because not only is this community, is there this community, but, my members are getting amazing results. Mm. They're they're learning how to get their little ones sleeping and then being able to share that bond with one another.
0: Right, and support one so, another through that. Um, I want to hear Facebook about your thing. membership, though. I'm really oh intrigued. Well, I'm <laughs> building it right now, but- I can share it now because by the time this is released, it'll probably sure, go be public. It. So basically what the membership is, and this is my little plug for myself, which is great, is that I'm hoping to build a rock star. Well, I'm going to build a rock star curriculum where basically every month is going to be themed. I'm inviting my friends and family like Dina to take a month um, and during that month, maybe we pick something thematically that makes sense, right? So let's say let's say it's you, Eva. Okay. Let's say mm-hmm. in the month of November, it's sleep month. Okay. And we're mm-hmm. going to pick a healthy a healthy sleep habit for yourself and your kids, and that's a thirty day challenge. So every month there's a thirty day challenge, and it's a mom's to challenge. So it's not like do hit class today. It's like go to bed at nine thirty instead of <laughs> one in the morning, right? Like for thirty days and see how it feels. And during that month, you're going to get a one on one live session with you. And then over the course of the time of the Facebook, that's the theme for the month. And I build a curriculum every single month that has value proposition. What I think is interesting with Mom's TO is we do have a diehard fan base. I give a lot of my own personality. And I find by hanging with Dina and hanging out with Eva and hanging out with everybody that I hang out with, I've absorbed a lot of expertise. I'm not positioned as the expert, but I will have an expert every month joining me to help me shape that theme what the content's gonna look like, but also a safe space for parents to have permission to ask questions, okay? So also we will have events that are curated just for our members. So with the 100 founding members, you better believe your bottom dollar, they're gonna have a VIP fucking experience because I'm gonna experiment everything on them, whether or not that's private dinners, like we discussed, maybe it's getting the back room at Buka or some cool restaurant with the chef doing a curated dinner. Maybe it's getting discounted experiences or cool surprise boxes, like maybe a buyer raw salad subscription for the month that I'm paying for that you get, um, I'm also brokering a deal right now with a jewelry designer where if you get a VIP founder membership you get a bougie ass bar mitzvah ring that says mom and big gold bold
1: <laughs> blingy
0: letters and you see my theme going here Andrew loves it he's shaking his head because he knows it's going to be rock star right Andrew so <laughs> that's the, so for mine, what I'm trying to do is move away a bit from like the sprint of my life which is I are for 35 events a, a year yeah it's exhausting there's 12 yeah. months in a year how many yeah. events am I doing sometimes four events in a month it's not sustainable no so what i'm going to do is be lessening the amount of events that we do increasing the quality events that we do for our members and then basically mom fest is going to happen twice a year we're going to have a spring mom fest and a fall mom fest and try to hit as many moms as we can over the course of the year so um that's the membership model and that's the the, the mom fest model moving forward to be honest um and to double down on things that i think are valid like our podcast. I love touching lives. I love talking to people. Um and I love meeting moms. Like we had our, an event this past yesterday, Monday. We had 150 moms in the park. It was awesome, you know? And they feel akin to me. So, for part of it is like I want to be able to use my sort of like sunshine personality and be create a halo of people who want to be a part around positivity and realness because I think what's happened is like body positivity and social media content is actually garbage and people are bored of Instagram Dina said herself I think two weeks ago since your
1: Instagram got hacked like you actually don't miss it you actually feel like lightened or something right i actually really liking not having Instagram so my Instagram was hacked so any of you guys that followed me um, I sadly <laughs> lost my like 32,000 followers my Instagram was hacked and the name was changed and password and phone number and everything and Instagram has been um, sadly very unhelpful and so I still don't have Instagram so as a result I haven't gone on Instagram, I haven't felt like I have to post on Instagram. Yep. I haven't thought about anything about curated content, and it's been really nice. Refreshing. Like, yeah. I actually miss it a bit. I actually feel like I miss out on Atlanta's life because I, I know your day you wrote, to day. Like, yeah, you. I, I, there's like, like, I miss you this, too, Dean. It's been two weeks. <laughs> there's this like day to day or like hour by hour that you post, right? Yeah, and so you I didn't miss know out about on
2: Hodler's meltdown that he had in the
1: car I didn't, I literally have not opened Instagram Dina, in two like, weeks. I know <laughs> nothing about what's happening in people's lives, so yeah. I miss these day to day things. And when you get used to like knowing, Knowing the nitty gritty of everyone's life, yeah. especially someone like Alana who posts so often, I feel like I'm missing out on, on some stuff, right. uh, but is it stuff that really matters? Like, I think if there's something important, you would have told me, right? Of course. But we get so used to, <laughs> you know, following the well, nitty gritty. You know important yeah. things, like when I bought my house yeah, and so how right. my mortgage went down and yeah you know
0: yeah. I Those thought Elias's
2: meltdown in the car about the garage door opener well all I really wanted was to talk about was thanking
0: people for coming to the picnic yesterday <laughs> and he had this meltdown I was like this is too good not to post I'm just gonna right. post this because it really happened and I think people with somebody would cut that out you know they don't want to show their kid having a meltdown but no, kids have it, it. and yeah. I showed like my sink this morning was a freaking huge mess I'm like what does your sink look like I had 25 people send me DMs of photos of their sink yeah. over pouring <laughs> with I was gonna share them all you know because I think to some degree I have to recognize the fact that there is Is a community of people who feel a sense of connection to me now you know the
1: normality the normalcy and that's
0: it and that's it and I feel like a responsibility now to keep up this persona that this is me what you see is me and you guys know that right Um, Mm -hmm. you know and I try not to always post like Things that are completely a hot mess because like sometimes I want it to be aspirational and inspirational and educational, not always like I'm a disaster, you can be a disaster too. But like it's a mix of all those things. So Mm -hmm. what I've learned in social media, and Eva, you can uh, you can attest, and so can you, Dina, is like my model is this, and I'll give this away for free because it doesn't really make a difference to me. But if you're somebody who's interested, and I'm gonna share something that's interesting that just happened with my book club, but um, I found with content what I do is I give, 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 take, meaning like I'll tell you something awesome. This is a part of my day. Here's a ticket for an event. Okay, so that's my model. Is like it's one to four. Right. So you'll see me like say something funny, do something stupid, smoke a J, drink some wine. But I'm gonna tell you about an event or something that I want you to do. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my content model. And I don't really do it on purpose. That's just how I. Sorry, Andrew. I hit the mic. That's how I've always worked. Like because I I have built my business, nonprofit, for profit, and now my own sort of side hustle turning main hustle. Right. Like living on Facebook since 2006, that's 12, 13 years of my adult life and I'm 35. So the entire time I've been in business, I've used social media as a tool to execute my event building business because I've always done events and community building. Right. That's my expertise. I know how to get people excited about stuff. I know how to get people to build a community. I know how to give people permission to be themselves and to be proud, whether or not it's Jewish identity or whether or not it's, it's their tech background and now motherhood. You know, I feel like a major sense of... of, of community building ship comes from living and breathing social media. And I think because I am the demographic, it works, right? I'm talking to the people because I can only work on my gut instinct and my gut instinct is not a business plan. It's not a strategy. It's just my gut instinct and my gut instinct is if I feel it or if I have a question, that's why I often like this podcast. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm often it's a consultation for me where Dina's asking smart <laughs> questions. But if I'm asking the question, I got to believe other people have the same question as I do, right? Totally. Because there's a diamond dozen. And you see that yourself, Eva, totally. right? Totally. Yeah.
2: And how awesome is this? I just want to point this out that when you started Moms TO, mm-hmm. it's not as if you were going, I'm going to put a business plan together no. because I'd like to start a big, massive, revolutionary movement of moms, right? right? That wasn't. People think that if you want to start a big successful online business of any kind, right. that it needs to be 100% intentional. And when the reality is, no, it doesn't. Like it was exactly like me. I wasn't planning on doing this full time and having this as my full time plus thing. Right. It was, let's start this on the side and let's see where it goes. And I think that this false belief that you have to be all in from the very beginning Yeah is what prevents a lot of people from taking the plunge and starting up something on the side. That's what I always tell people do. Like if if you have something that can provide somebody else value, you don't have to go and quit your job and take out a six-figure loan from the bank and go and do something that's risky, right? If you don't have the appetite for that, start something on the side, grow it on the side and see where it goes.
0: I mean, that's what you did. It's interesting. I it's funny. I had a friend who I as a good friend on the mom's TO leadership team and I was gonna tell you about book club. Um, the mom's TO leadership team person said to me, like, it's almost like the new standard in like Mat Leave motherhood is like, did you build a business on your Mat Leave? It's mm. become like the norm. Right. Like, did you have a side hustle? Did you make a shmata company? Did you like build a teether
1: company? Did you make a jewelry company? I think a lot of people think that with all the quote unquote free, free time, time they're going to yeah. have which there is no free Bullshit. time on mat right. leave but yeah. whatever free time they're going to have they're going to invest in whatever it is they've been dreaming about doing but haven't had the appetite or right. the confidence or um, the 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 time really um, to launch that business so they kind of like sink their teeth into it a little right. bit during mat leave yeah. and maybe roll with that after mat leave and as And I well. have to make like a little dirty confession here is
0: like I sometimes close my eyes and picture what my life would be if I hadn't gotten on the Ferris wheel of creating a business because you started this on your first mat leave my first mat leave and it yeah. happened to be that i was like i'm in the events business i'm going to take a risk and do this um but i didn't think it as a risk because i just know how to do events i'm like oh this is fun and it's sort
1: of and it wasn't like, a risk because you were already on mat leave i was anyway. list. I
0: was just having fun i was just creating honestly it started with my own community in my own house having people having BYOB and then I was like there was a local restaurant that just opened I'm like let's have 45 people there with their kids that makes sense and I was like okay let me call every single person I know who owns a restaurant and keep doing this and it went from like bougie restaurants to like very big events to giant events to free events to a membership now for people who like want to feel a sense of millennial mom community
2: let me ask you something how many business classes in university did you ever take zero Zero. myself as well I think that's another thing That I I tried to
0: take the GMAT which is one of our conversations about how I did it, tried to get into an MBA program <laughs> and I got the lowest
1: human score you can get on the computer <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is a story that I love but
1: I have also never taken a single class. I was so science focused. Right. I took like basically no humanities courses other than you women know, when studies. When did you
0: decide to actually go it on your own? We never actually discussed that. Hmm. When did you decide to take the leap to leave the practice you were at and say I'm gonna build my own clinic? What but, happened So I
1: was in my previous practice for about four years and that long? Yep. Yep. Jesus but How for a year, practicing. I was building Kid Crew. You're like a kid. Um, I you're a your I don't mean like you're like, yeah.
0: we're the same age. And I, I feel did like- my
1: I did my board exam for PEDS in 2011. And I did my PEDS exam, PEDS and merge exams in 2013. I started working in other people's practices, covering for them yeah. locuming when they were sick or yeah. vacations or whatever in 2010. Um, so just you're going to make on 10 extra years. money. You're just going on 10 yeah. years. <laughs> Not even. I mean, working independently, I started working like in a practice and. 2012? I'm looking at Andrew. So I think 2012. Uh-huh. Um, I was always entrepreneurial focused. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid I would um, I, I sold a whole bunch of stuff including like I'd make like really quite fancy um like bracelets with um string, you know those like really crazy, like the V's and the X's yeah, and whatever, what like string called? bracelets. I don't know, you know but I started making those that? at camp, and then can you make me one, did not want one. I don't know if I can't, no, so, no, not, not boom no. Boom no. you know the the string ones, yeah. You can make like X's, and those were yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're called. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, they were like threaded. Yeah, I, I Do you to make like the make double thick ones. Dina? Thick ones, like I would Shit. make like friggin' make like one arm, in your arm ones, right? on the Peloton, Can you make me one? <laughs> I still have when when I was really young. Yeah. my mom. I used to go to the library, and my mom would take all these books and go to her work like and, more photocopy, more and photocopy and photocopy like like books, like really thick books. So I still have actually um, in my basement um, a book of how to make these friendship bracelets, and I have like the exact patterns I used, and Dina, I ticked off way. which ones I'd made. And anyway, so I made these when I was really young. I was probably like maybe Dylan's age, like eight or nine years old, and I sold them. And I made like oh. decent money doing it. And then I made a book of poems that I did with another friend of mine in, in grade one. And I sold this book of poems, and I still have a photocopy of and this book of poems. People paid you for people paid me of poems. for all sort of shit. I think mm-hmm. I was like really good salesperson. And um, and like, why would you buy a book of poems made by a seven year old? But mm-hmm. people did buy them. My mom made like many copies of them, and I sold them, I have them to my one? friends. Totally, I have I have a photocopy. I have, I, have them. <laughs> wow. I have them down here, so I still have those kind of things. So I used to make all sorts of stuff and sell them. Um, You're a maker. I was a maker make and that. I wanted to make money. I always, from my very youngest age, I remember like wanting money, money. and wanting, and I don't know what that, gave me but it gave me some kind of like sense of security or some sense of power or something Dina, i feel like i
2: have to pick your brain more because my eight-year-old is exactly like that yeah I, I she's always that, asking questions about money and sometimes sometimes she crosses the line like mommy how much money do you make i'm like yeah. hmm, we're not yeah. gonna have that conversation yeah today, my, my big two are but, like
1: that actually so in in my six-year-old's room right now he has like this like basket and he wrote a sign that said um, two dollars each and it made a whole bunch of rainbow loom like headbands they really nice. I kind of want one. I yeah, will give him $2. Totally. I want one. So he has that, and I never, like I've never taught that to them, but they, I think it gives you confidence to know that you're good at making something that someone else wants. Right. There's like a power and a confidence that it gives a kid, right? Totally. So, anyway, so very young, I was doing that kind of stuff, but I never really envisioned making my own practice, but I definitely envisioned having products and that sort of thing. So I thought about products for, for a long time. And then when I was working with someone else for two years, I realized that there was things that I would do differently. Your clinic and your practice, Dina, is the fucking best. I'm not just saying that. Thank you. It is the
0: fucking best. Not only have you ever been to Kid Crew? Yeah, you've been to Kid Crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It the is waiting the waiting Oh no, not we even talk, waiting, Can we first talk, talk, no, talk? we, we got to talk room. about the waiting room first, okay? <laughs> because let's
2: let's be real. Like yeah. the Paint worst a picture, Eva. Go. Nobody riff. enjoys taking their kid to the doctor when yeah. they're sick, right? And listen, doctors get busy. They're behind schedule, mm-hmm. and so what happens? Your cranky, sick kid now gets bored. But that doesn't happen at Kid Crew because yeah. the waiting
0: room is like an amusement park, basically so that's what I wanted I wanted I wanted kids to have fun and and for parents not being stressed as a patient and not just like your BFF business partner here Mm. but (laughs) as a patient I will call the morning of and say my kid is sick and Dina has just built the business such a way that every second hour is made for like like kids to people to call to get a booking that day and as an adult you can't get that sort of attention medically you know it doesn't exist my husband's sick right now I tried to get him an appointment today. I happened to get one at 11.45, which is a reasonable time to call. I called, left a message at 6 a.m. to get that 11.45 appointment. Right. And Dina's click. I have sick kid. I called that day. And the staff is amazing. They all know my fucking kids' names, okay? It's unbelievable. You just, a, honestly, as like, I just want to profess my love. Oh, for Kiku. you. you just you. have built the most amazing. I think, amazing. I think like you it's guys. like the best like in I'm all, uh, It's the best class.
1: I'm all about the, you know, the customer service piece. And I want everyone to have like a great experience. I think medicine, like all service industries should be, customer focused Mm -hmm. and um anyway so I really wanted kids to have fun so that's hence the so anyway so I wanted I envisioned that you know I'd worked in many offices where it was like dog-eared books and like crappy dirty toys and a very small waiting room and I mean, I don't want to be there with my kids. So I wanted to create something that other people would oh like God. as well. So anyway, I had this bigger vision and, and like you guys, you saw a need. And so I was like, okay, I'm done working, you know, um, for, somebody else. for someone else. And I want to do my own thing. And then, you know, there's a few other things that, that are happening that, you know, when I see a hole in the market, I want to fill you know, it. fill that hole. Yeah, I'm yeah. The exact same. I uh-huh. saw a hole in the roll and that's why I ran.
0: I ran towards the light, you know, right. and I'm still running towards the light. And I think there's so much more to be done and I can't wait to see what our generation of moms do, really. Are we gonna change totally. the motherfucking world? I think we are. And I'm excited to see what our kids will come because I think about Dina, if your kid's a maker and really creative and it's like legit career to be a maker now, right? And mm-hmm. in our generation, you can only be three things. You can be a doctor, sorry, a right. lawyer, yep. sorry, yep. a teacher and maybe an accountant. Like yeah. if you needed to explain what it was beyond any words, like, oh, I'm a CEO of a tech company. Like that's not acceptable, you know? What is
2: that? Right, That am a stack
0: st- anyway? <laughs> Well now yeah, I'd be in happy. The 80s. Like, what I hope to law school, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the question is, like, when you think about it and you close your eyes, what you hope for your children? Matt and I always have this joke that, like, we want our kids to drop out of school, move to Israel, live on a for a year, come home, paint fences, maybe do their MBA, you know, and then uh, you know become a tech CEO. That's fine by me, right? You know, totally. any of those things would be fine. There's just know? so many more options now. That's right, and I think there's so many roads to Rome, right? And success and happiness, yeah. right? And it used to be like just pay the bills. Well, paying the bills is great. But finding like true happiness for our kids—that's what I want, you know, just for them to be happy. Right, right. And think about this, Eva. Think about a whole generation of kids who are sleeping. Yes. Like,
2: how is that the potential game? And who are being raised by parents who are sleeping? Right. It's unbelievable to think about that.
1: But do we think that more people are sleeping now? I think people are sleeping less.
2: Adults or children?
1: I think both. I think I think people are still on this like wheel of working and working and working and then also adding in side hustles and you know they're working a lot more I think that kids and adults are getting far too much screen like talking with social media etc I think that impairs our sleep I mean it certainly does Um, I'm not sure that kids are sleeping more I mean unless they're getting really the good advice or their parents are you know really as obsessed as we are about sleep yeah I think kids are getting less sleep than before
2: I think what I love about this generation though is that we have you have that choice, right? You see, 30, 30 something years ago when my mom and aunts were raising you know us and my cousins, they didn't know about schedules and routines and sleep healthy sleep hygiene. habits and yep. sleep hygiene and how to maximize sleep. They had no idea. My mom was waking up at five o'clock in the morning with myself and my sister for years on end and she had no idea that putting us to bed for nine o'clock every night was going to cause us to become overtired and wake up really early because that's counterintuitive. It's not what common sense states. And so when I told her a few years ago, oh, we were probably up really early, mom, because you're putting us to bed too late, her mind was blown. And she was like, well, why are you telling me that now? I would have put you to bed for seven if somebody had told me to do that. But there was nobody 35 years ago to tell my mom to do that. So yes, you're right in that we have additional distractions that we didn't have 30-something years ago. But- we're still in a position where we're more empowered, I think. Where if if you're aware, hey, you know what, my kids are having a little bit too much screen time. Let's put some boundaries around that. Yeah, you have you ha- you're in a m- more of a position of power, I would say, in control yeah. versus thirty something years ago. If your kid didn't sleep, well, that sucks because nobody's gonna know what to do. <laughs> yeah,
1: no one knew what to do. Yeah, there's nobody, more access nobody, to nobody people. Did now. you go to bed sure. late as a kid? I feel like you did. Um, I don't remember. I, I no? always had a lot of sleep needs, I think. And I think I was, I was very self-regulated that way. I, I wouldn't have like stayed up watching TV if I was tired. Like I wasn't that kind of kid. I was. Um, and I was so super busy. Like, you know, I would have yeah. school and then I always had after school activity. Yeah. So I think I slept like, well, I, I don't remember having sleep I don't issues. remember having
0: a bedtime. I don't remember being put to bed or if I was putting to bed, like I remember having a black and white TV in my room at some point when it wasn't appropriate to have it. Yeah. And watching, um, uh, Oh, that Al Bundy show what was it called Married with Children Married with Children oh and being gosh. like oh my god is this porn like it was so dirty and that dirty. was on late uh, that show was on very late like a 10 yeah. or something and yeah. I remember watching it the first time and being like oh my god and getting hooked yeah. to having TV in it my room it was a very good show right. oh my god it was it really so good really was good, good. Yeah. so good Christina Applegate is still a freaking legend yeah. she's a mom I think uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah if you're
0: listening Christina we love you
1: Um, Yeah, I don't remember having a lot of boundaries around sleep, but I also don't think I was the kind of kid that stayed up really late. Well, let's Um, just assume that we're the watershed generation and mm -hmm. that the next generation of kids
0: in North America, let's say, who have privileges to even know about these sorts of things, have a better sleep
1: appetite I don't know, I mean, I, Eve, I think you're seeing, well, you're seeing, I'm we seeing both have, the, we both have selection, lights. I think we both have selection bias in a way because you're getting people that are having issues that want your advice, and you're absolutely theoretically right. you're fixing those and then they're having healthy sleep habits. I'm seeing, I think, a, a broader generation or totally. a group of people. And there are many kids that sleep well and I'm obsessed with sleep but I counsel on sleep often so mm-hmm. I think I probably have better sleepers than a typical cohort of kids right. but I still see a shitload of kids with really poor sleep hygiene. Like what? And, oh, you know, for like, sure. what? Like they're going to bed super late? Or yeah, like post-sleep? exactly what Eva was talking about. Kids that are going to bed really late because they're waking up early so parents think let's just keep pushing bedtime mm-hmm, and right. that's the complete opposite. You know, go to bed earlier you'll sleep better or sleep longer, etc. Um, a lot of kids that are watching TV way too late. A lot of parents that have difficulties with boundaries and they're delaying and delaying and delaying and bouncing off the walls and I want one more story and I want one more sip of water I want to go pee one more time I got to go poo but seriously one that's the first thing Matt's texting
0: me right now being like, Elias keeps throwing his shit out of his crib again he's asking <laughs> to sleep on the floor yeah, but you again. know what
1: to do though why are you not doing that why isn't he doing what you know to do which is ignore him and let him go entirely because there's new things yeah. he's been shitting in his diaper at the end of the day yeah. so I'm waiting for him to make the one call to say it's shit and yeah, he hasn't. He's, so he's playing you though. He's playing. Oh, he's totally
0: yeah. playing us. It's
1: bad. Yeah, I don't play those games. So I'm like, yeah. it's seven o'clock or whatever it is, the predetermined time. Right. Typically for us, at seven. I am not seeing you again, period. You can cry. You could throw your shit out of the crib. You could vomit. I am not coming back. And that is why my kids are amazing sleepers because yeah. I do not let them manipulate us. Right. In life, my kids cannot manipulate us. Right. I just don't allow it. Andrew's looking at me because he thinks <laughs> I sort of kind of let some of my kids manipulate me. But in general, uh-huh. they are really good eaters and really good sleepers because yeah. we are like really strict. Andrew's pointing to himself. Andrew is very strict. Uh-huh. I'm a little bit less strict. Well, but when like you have four
0: boys, you have to have some. Totally. Yeah,
1: totally. But, you know, I, I became passionate about sleeping, sleep training and things because my first kid sucked at sleeping and then my second kid kind of sucked at sleeping and then my third and my fourth. They all needed to be aggressively trained. I never had any of these unicorn babies that slept really well. Right. So now I know really well how to train kids. But it super sucks when you're doing it. Right. Whether yeah. that's the four months when you go to do it the first time, right. if you do it then, or when they have a nine month regression, or a 12 month regression, or 18 month, or they're four or two and they're throwing the right. shit out of the crib. All those times it's just the same thing. It's just like As a match I'm going to bed, I'm not doing this all day. <laughs> totally. I'm like, go to
0: bed, babe. Yeah. Like you're not feeling I give well.
1: stuffies back one single time and then fuck you. Right. Fuck I mean, you. You gotta learn. Is,
0: fuck you. Yeah. you gotta learn. <laughs> (laughs)
1: if you want your stuff and you can't sleep without it sorry too bad so sad don't be an asshole
0: right he's such an asshole gravity sucks
1: You yes. throw your animal on the floor. Elias,
0: gravity I'm explaining does. the concept of gravity to you <laughs> yeah. at two
1: years and 11 months yeah. old.
0: That's hilarious. He gets it. He
1: gets, he's getting attention. I know. And I know. then oftentimes they do it, what okay, for so, one parent, so I but not another be honest, parent. Today, or,
0: okay, we'll do some sleep consultancy now. Right. Okay, so I moved his bedtime up because it's summer. We've been doing later and later. And what I'm finding is if I put Essa to bed first and they get an hour with Elias, he's quite good at bed. But right. that means I'm putting a Le- Essa to bed at 6.30 or 7 and then putting him to bed at 8 or 8.30. What time is wake up? He wakes up at between six forty-five and seven fifteen. Too late. A little yet. bit late. Yeah. A
2: little bit. Is he still napping?
0: Yes, he naps. For how long? If he's home on the weekend, he'll nap one to three. And at oh, school, okay. he naps like twelve thirty to two fifteen or something. Whatever it is, he naps. My oh. kid loves sleep. I mean, there's no two doubts so about the, it. The
2: slightly later bedtime could work. It okay. Could work.
0: But here's the thing. So we tried to move it up tonight, and I was like. We are eating dinner as a fucking married couple and these kids are in bed at 7 30. So Essa was in bed by 659 and Elias was in bed at 7 30. But like I think I made a pushed it an hour, like going from 8 30 to 7 30. I think I need to do a half an hour each time. Anyways, whatever. Okay. I need to move it I need to move it earlier. Like it's it's already happening because um um I'm a bad influence and it's not consistent for Matt and other caregivers, like my sister and stuff. So before I know it, I like wasn't home. And he was in bed at oh we pushed it, it was nine. I was like, that's way too late. Yeah. So, anyways. I think it should be yeah. consistent always, so it's predictable for him. And, and I think was, I would, since we moved to the new house, I it's just to, been a challenge to like a new environment. So and I think I need blackout blinds, which is your thing. Yes, you, yes, make you. it pitch you black. Absolutely because need Elias uh, Essa can sleep with the lights on. She's totally fine because that's how I've trained her. Elias was sleep trained pitch right. black, so his room is not pitch back anymore. Oh, I, really black, need black, to, black. I need to get taken. Black, As black, you black. want to say,
2: though, for the record, I don't think you trained Essa to sleep in a brightly lit room. Yes. I think she's one of those babies that just could naturally pull it off because you can't teach... You. Can, I don't believe right. that you can teach someone to sleep in... Unideal conditions. Like right. either they can pull it off or they can't. Like either you can fall asleep on an airplane. Like my sister who can sleep. That's a you great know, point.
0: Ten hours. Yeah, has strong hour place. sleep skills from day one. Right. Like since she was nine weeks old, she was self-soothing and right. And I think I just, it was
1: trained though too because you didn't yeah. leave her and yes. you encouraged her to you know suck her thumb yes. and like that's you were true. consistent with, sure. with nap time. Well, I think it because was I was surrounded by experts all yeah. the time, encouraging totally. me. I think you were aware of yeah. how to promote good sleep. I that's should. right. I was, and she
0: also was skilled, which I think is a combination. There's a combination of both. Yeah. She had
2: a more easygoing temperament. You know, and I trained her at help. four and a
0: half months, right? Which is right. which you wouldn't do normally, right?
2: No, yeah, I can no, at four, four and a half. Absolutely.
0: Oh, I thought six yeah. months was your starting point. No, okay. no,
2: absolutely four months. Listen, yeah. at four months they might not be able to get through the night without eating, right? But they can learn how to fall asleep on their own, yeah. and they don't need to be waking up. I mean, I trained at four months. I mean, oh my gosh, my With my JJ? middle child was waking up every ninety minutes. Otherwise, right? Yeah, I, I get I get people that are training at four months yeah. all the time. They're just not completely night weaning by that age. Right. Typically anyways. Yeah, right. I'm the
1: same. So I, I recommend around four months, but mm-hmm. with still one feed a night. But I yeah. recommend it as a dream feed so they're not crying and getting milk because of the right. because they're crying. Right, um, right, right, But yeah, I think four months is a good time. Four to six months I think is really optimal. After six months, I have to find it harder.
0: I could never do the dream feed because I couldn't figure out how to take the baby out of the crib and nurse them while they were still sleeping. And then I figured out it's something you can do. You could literally lift a baby up and they're dead they asleep. Will and put yeah. them on the boob. And put them on the boob and put them down yeah. and they're fine. And I, yeah. I didn't do that with Elias ever. I was too scared. So I would pump and give him a bottle like in the middle of the night when I was, would do dream feeds, which is very rare. But somebody also told me, and you guys maybe like what are like the sleep rumors I've heard is like if you sleep dream feed, it's like giving somebody a cheeseburger while they're asleep. They don't really want it. What's the still story with that? Uh,
2: I don't really buy that. In most in kids, kids need a feed at that age. Right. I find I find a dream feed, quote unquote, works half the time. That's what I I find. That's my experience. I find that some babies, it either doesn't do anything and they still wake up a second or third time anyways, or I find that sometimes it it can actually make matters worse because it can sometimes mess with their sleep patterns and it can cause more night wakings than if you were to just wait for them to wake up, let's say once. But then the other half of the time, it's like jackpot. You know, mm-hmm. they, you drink with them at 11 o'clock before you go to bed and you don't hear from them until 6.30. Yeah. But I don't find that happens all the time.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's, I don't think it's the magic trick.
2: What mm-hmm. I think
1: it does though is give moms, especially kids, comfort and confidence because a lot of parents think that their kid is waking because they're hungry. And if you just did a feed an hour ago, you know, they're not hungry. So it gives the parents more confidence to let them be because they're full. So it's not really that it changes much. It's just that most kids still between four and six months still need a feed at nighttime. And I'm always cognizant that if the baby wakes at 12 or one or whatever time and screams, and then mom or whoever goes and feeds, um, then you just reinforce the crying by giving exactly what baby wants. So I want to separate out I cry for milk at nighttime. Right. So I do a dream feed so uh, at least parents have confidence that they're not hungry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Were there other good sleep uh uh rumors? What are some other things you can do? So I
1: like pitch black. I, I personally like pitch yeah. black. I like yeah. a little bit of white noise. Or and a nine, nine out of that. A ten. Okay. I find nine, yeah.
2: nine and a half out of ten in terms of darkness is totally fine. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think there is a really big myth that you can teach a child to sleep through noise, that if you you want to run your vacuum while your kid is sleeping, so that they learn to sleep through noise. That's bullshit. Like mm-hmm. either you can sleep through noise or you can't, right? right. And and um I mean, your kids are a perfect example, right? Like, Essa yeah. can clearly sleep through anything, yeah. and Elias
0: can't. No, she can't. She can sleep through light. Light, she can't but I'm guessing noise. noise. Yeah. If she can even hear Elias, who's her, you know, her biggest like attraction in life she hears him she's like where is he where is he I need him right. right now in my eyesight right and she goes to his room and she's like woohoo she goes to her room and she's like no I'm going to bed now oh no <laughs> no please stop so she's good and she wakes up happy and playing every day Elias wasn't like that Elias would either be like I'd have to wake him or he'd wake up a little bit fetchy like a little bit crying Yeah. so yeah I think as, as diverse as we are as the universe is kids are from each other as you are from your siblings your siblings the kids are from each other right there's really no one size fits all totally um um, you know and I do I do think it's so interesting though when we think about like imagine our kids in a dorm together at Western like they're all gonna have like sleep machines you know sand mm-hmm. machines for their whole life but I grew up with white noise like I have a hard time sleeping without a fan I think ever since sleepaway camp I always had a fan right and it was that ambient noise I think that's a trigger is it true that
2: you can that, always I, I believe you can always wean kids off of white noise like but my my girls slept but what with does it matter if they have the white noise, noise
1: your whole life I still have white like yeah well, it's is a bit of such a, a crush? crush but you know what I yeah. would say it's harmful but it's a bit of a crutch right yeah i do recommend weaning off of it because you yeah. don't want your kid to have to have it exactly or like going to camp and suddenly they have to have a white noise machine and everyone else no, is like fuck off i don't you want have to hear it a little
0: fan the little desk <laughs> fan that you have a, you didn't send your kids to yeah camp yeah but they don't have a running yeah. all day that's a white noise but they don't ra- they don't
1: have a running all night though Are you sure yes it wasn't even <laughs> on when i was there during the day a couple of days ago <laughs> yeah um yeah so i do wean off of white noise yeah you know some people fall asleep with like the tv on or radio on or yeah. falls asleep to podcasts i want it like like so quiet. Like I, I see with one earplug and the other ear is down on my pillow because um, yeah. I like it really, really, really quiet. So yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But yeah, you definitely wean off of it. You can definitely
2: wean off of it. And I think a lot of moms that I work with, yeah. they're afraid to introduce white noise for that reason because they don't want their kid going off to university being that weird Eighteen-year-old that needs, you know, ocean waves <laughs> from their white noise machine to fall asleep. But I asleep. think that's
0: good sleep hygiene, is it not? Knowing what you need and what you what works for you to put yourself to sleep.
2: Yes and no. I mean, I think. Listen, when when babies are little and you know toddlers are young, like sleep is very delicate, and right. it's easy to get for them to get woken up from a nap because of the garbage truck or the snowplow or you know your neighbor's old car that needs a new muffler, right? Like, and then. Their, and then their nap is ruined. And then mm-hmm. if their nap is ruined, then it can potentially affect their night because they're overtired. And so a white noise machine can really, really, really help you out. But once the child is older and is no longer napping and their sleep isn't as delicate, that's when you can, if you want, wean them off of it. Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about them getting woken up from this background noise as much, <laughs> generally speaking. But of course, if you have a kid that's a, that's a light yeah. sleeper, don't get rid of it. Keep
0: it.
1: Yeah. yeah, you can definitely keep it as long as it's low and like, you know, far from your head, etc. Do
0: you think 6.45 to 7.15 is too early for a kid to be getting up?
1: 6.45? No, I don't. Oh. But I, I, I want him to have like 11 to 12 hours asleep. of rest time. Yeah. Elias. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So
0: if
2: he's napping two hours during the day and he's almost three, you know, a three-year-old yeah. needs about 12 hours of sleep over a 24-hour period. So yeah. um, how many? How many? About twelve on average. The average is about twelve over, over t- tw- twenty-four hours over a twenty-four hour period uh-huh. for a three-year-old. Yeah. And what I say so, is
1: eleven to twelve hours at nighttime, one to two hours during the daytime. But if they're not sleeping at, during the quite during the um, nap, nap time. time, I still ideally have a quiet time. Right. But then I would aim for the twelve hours of sleep. And right, right. Right, 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 right. But mm. if he's napping for an
2: hour and a half to two hours during the day, I don't think he's going to give you. 12 hours of night sleep. Right. So, I disagree. I disagree
1: with that. Yeah. Personally, I think a lot of people think like if you get 12 hours, you're good. And like many kids are maybe like that, but my four year old will still sleep 12, 13, sometimes 14 hours in a row and have rest time slash nap time uh-huh. during the daytime. And he's my third of, of my kids that oh, are doing wow. that. And my almost two year old will, and he was sucked. My, my like Austin sucked at sleeping. He was like the most, the one we had to aggressively train the most, but now, you know, he'll have, three hours of daytime sleep and still 13 or 14 hours of nighttime sleep on That's some a days. a lot of sleep. Some of wow. it is just quiet time just hanging out time but mm-hmm. because we always left him now he just like can totally entertain himself in his crib.
2: That's really interesting. See, I find I find that when kids in this particular age range are taking these big naps during the day, it can either cause bedtime battles. You know, they don't want to go to sleep because they're not right. tired enough. It's, it's impacting sleep pressure. Yeah. So you need to make bedtime a little bit later or cut back on the nap. What it can also cause is it can cause early rising right. because they're just done sleeping. Right. They're like, I'm done. I slept two hours during the day. I slept 10 and a half, maybe 11 hours at night. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm done. Let's get up.
0: Let's get our day started. See, I'm not sure what my preference is. My preference is seven to seven. I mean, right. that's that's the golden. If I can get Elias yeah. to do seven to seven until he's five. But even if he yeah, had good. a nap
1: though, so yeah. so let's say he has a two hour nap, for example, yeah. and he's like, he naps from, I don't know, whatever, 12 to two okay. or, or one to three or whatever it is. Yeah. I would still put him down at seven, yeah. but I don't really care if he goes to sleep at seven. So that's All how right. we do it in our house. Everyone goes to bed at seven. My older ones, my big older ones may read a book or play with their stuffed animals or <laughs> make rainbow loom. Something, but it's still quiet time, and you're not with me. Time you're by yourself, independent, and same yeah. with nap time. My big three may not sleep, but they're by themselves having restful time, and I find that really, really helpful, recuperative right. and restorative, and better for dinner time and better for you know evening. They're not as like annoying they're not sitting in front of a TV and gnashing all right. day. That's correct. Yeah. So my kids don't come home from school and watch TV. They go and have quiet time in their rooms. They may not sleep. Mm-hmm. If they sleep, they may not go to bed at seven, mm-hmm. but they're in their room at seven, quiet. So I remember in high school, like I've very very very
0: fun memories of coming home from like age fourteen to eighteen, and like needing to sleep every
1: day after school. Mm-hmm. What The fuck—that's adolescence. So yeah. the like sleep yeah. is a U shaped curve. So kids need a lot of sleep as babies, like infants need tons and tons of sleep. Uh-huh. You no. Know, Fifteen or more hours a day, yeah. and then younger children need a little bit less, uh-huh. right? And then it goes to teenagers again, adolescents, when you have a huge growth spurt and hormones and all the chaos yeah. of that, and you need a lot more sleep again. Oh so people think like you know you need the most sleep as an infant, and it gets less and less and less. That is not the case. Uh-huh. Oftentimes adolescents need more sleep again, but we tend to go to bed later. Then we're right. doing work, we're socializing, right. so you may not get as much sleep during the night, but then are you, are you might need on a fill this seven
0: p.m. hundred percent forever, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah,
1: I don't care what you're doing, but I don't want to see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe to be like eight right. but but no, what I, I need I need that time for myself and I'd really like to have yeah. quiet time on weekends as well uh-huh. yeah the reason why I came yeah. into this by the way wasn't even like my own personal like professional life I met this family years ago now they're still my patients and they joined my practice from they had moved from elsewhere and the kids were 13 and 11 13 and 15 they were these young girls um they two have now aged out of my practice but um 11 13 15 and they moved from the states to my practice and we talked about sleep as I talk about sleep with all my patients and I asked about sleep nighttime and they were going from like to bed at like nine or 10 or something some normal time for teenagers and then I said oh well are you guys getting any restful time during the daytime and and then you know talk about activity and and whatever and they said as a family it was like mom and dad and these three um like teenage girls um and they were like yeah every single day we have a siesta and I was like oh that's cool like what do you mean and they were like yeah from one to three o'clock on the weekends like we sleep and I was like do you actually sleep and they're like yeah we actually sleep and I was like okay that's cool and they were like there's nothing better for a family we've done this forever we've and, and it's amazing and the girls were like it is amazing and i was like Absolutely, damn straight. I'm going to continue the siesta around the world. Tons of people that do is a such siesta. A fucking awesome point, Dina. Tons of people well, do that siesta. Is such a siesta. Fucking in awesome North point. America, we're like we just got to work and work oh and god. work and work. Would you introduce the
0: siesta in your family?
1: It's called a shabbos nap. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. what it is. That's right. It's a shabbos. <laughs> it's built <laughs> yeah. into the Jewish curriculum <laughs> yeah. on Saturday. Totally, Saturday, absolutely. 3, years. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, we invented the shabbos nap. Let's yeah. be real. That is so fucking. We invented the siesta. Oh my
1: god, right? But truly, like around the world. There's tons and tons of people that like yeah. entire communities closed down, like o- yes. you know, offices and workplaces. Being in Europe, right. and being
0: like, what do you mean everything's closed from one to three? Right. I'm a tourist. Open yes. for me, right? Yeah. Yes, it's a great, great way to. Yeah. Live your so life. why
1: not recoup, right? I mean, there's many, many geniuses, you know, um, and very famous people like Einstein included that had you know dedicated nap times, you know, during the day. You have to shut your brain off, right? Totally. Mm-hmm. It's just recoup time. Like I can't personally nap. That is not something I'm capable of doing. I haven't even napped. You know, when I have babies, I don't nap with my kids. But Tef's downtime is super amazing and restorative Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm all about the nap or quiet time siesta siesta it up wow yeah
0: Olay. let's do it (laughs) i love it um eva okay cool well is there anything else that you want to talk about eva something burning what do you see the most
1: what do you see the most like what is the most common question you get
0: good question
2: you're saying with exhausted families that come to me that come to my online program yeah starting
1: a
0: business (laughs) i
2: I mean i'll tell you probably number one, are infants that are that are waking very frequently at night, right? Uh-huh. Babies that need help falling asleep, that need help falling back to sleep, that are napping for 30 minutes apiece. And mom is exhausted and she feels hopeless because she's trying to get her little one sleeping and she feels guilty that she can't. And she feels like a terrible mom because she can't figure out how how to get this baby sleeping, and she's also feeling overwhelmed because she doesn't have any free time, that she's spending every single waking moment trying to get this baby sleeping, and this baby's barely sleeping, so it kind of, takes over her life. It means that her
0: postpartum depression is on. Totally. I mean, we talk about triggering
2: depression, anxiety, et cetera,
0: anxiety about your kids sleeping. It's, it's, it's wanting your kid to sleep and not enjoying their wake time at all. Right. Yeah,
2: exactly. Not being able to enjoy their spouse, not being able to have energy to go and exercise and take care of themselves on a day in and day out basis. It's, it's a, it's a really awful situation to be in. And so, um, at a certain point, I guess they, you know, they're, they, they push the guilt factor aside. You know, I, I need to figure this out on my own because this is my kid and I should know how to do everything that pertains to my kid. I think that's a really big myth that I, I find a lot of families come to me with is, you know, they, they feel guilty that they need to reach out for help because they think that they should know how to fix this. And my response back to them is, do you hire an accountant to do your taxes? Right. Yeah. Well, why? Why can't you file your own taxes? Right. You don't have to hire an accountant. Right. <laughs> but chances are, you hire an accountant, it's going to save you a ton of time. You're likely going to save a lot more money as well in the grand scheme of things because right. this accountant is a professional. It's it's no different. It's really no different. Like We sleep professionals. This is what we do. We know how to get babies and young children sleeping. Mm-hmm. And you're not expected to be. We're, we can't possibly be encyclopedias when it comes to absolutely everything yeah. to do with our children.
0: Even it's funny, we have this conversation a lot on this podcast and I think it's interesting why I love sleep consultants and I would literally have a sleep consultant on my every channel I could every day of the week is because I'm a big believer in, in isolation and loneliness, especially for new moms. And and you and you compound that with like being a beginner. Right. Right. And I find that this generation of women suck at being beginners and that's because we've excelled at everything we've ever done. Right. And you lean into the things you're good at. Right. Yes. And when you become a parent, you are definitely not going to be good at it. I can tell you that. Right. And if you are, it's a miracle. You're the one in 10 who like, oh, breastfeeding came naturally to me. And my baby sleeps like an angel. And I got my body back exactly to where I wanted to be. It's all it's unicorn co- nonsense. Yeah. It's, it's right. complete yes. fucking bullshit. So us, right. I love any opportunity we have to have the podium and to be like, You are not alone. You are suffering with an entire generation and millennial of moms who came before you and will come after you and we're doing our best to to change the game a bit here. But
2: there are people that can help. Exactly. Did I ever tell you about the mom who hired me who's got 10 children and she hired me for her 10th? Fuck off. Tell the yes. story. Go. Yes. go, Go. Well, I mean, it's not the That's longest story. It's not the longest story. No, but, give us the short version. <laughs> the, like, short version our podcast. the short version is that babies one through nine, for whatever reason, either didn't give her trouble or I actually don't think she knew about me and she knew about sleep professionals because again, she's got like now a 20-year-old and a two-year-old. So Crazy. when she was raising a 20-year-old, there was no such thing as this help. And then when her 10th child was giving her trouble and she heard about me, she was going, well, why do I have to suffer and try figuring that out on my own uh-huh. if I can have someone help me with this mm. instead and speed the process up so that I can get sleep, so that my kid can get sleep, and so that everybody can be happier? Yeah, it was so, it was so straightforward for her, and I was asking her. I said, but. You know, I have so many moms that come up to me and they they feel guilty that this is their second child or their third child. And they feel like they're supposed to know at this point because this is my second kid. I'm supposed to be an expert, right? Yeah. And she told me that apparently- Because she's had she's had ten kids like literally every two years over a twenty year period, and apparently, and she's had the same pediatrician, and apparently every two years she shows up at the pediatrician with you know another baby, and she finds herself asking the exact same questions. So, when's baby supposed to smile again? When does the baby make eye contact? When is the baby supposed to be sitting up on their own? With baby number 10, she's asking the exact same things as she was asking for baby number one. Because her point is, it is a whole new experience all over again. It's not as if I'm suddenly an expert because I've done this 10 times and, you, and you've and only done this twice or once or three times. Yeah. Right? You, you forget. You're not, she's like, I'm not a mom expert. I just have 10 children. And so- I think we're too hard on ourselves. Like, we have to accept the fact that we're not experts at everything. We're not supposed to be experts at everything. And it's okay to reach out for help from people that know
0: even a little bit more than you about right. something so that it can make your life better and your kid's life better. Well, I love hanging out with Dina and other people who have children at just a little bit ages and stages that are a little bit beyond me. Cause I look at you and I'm like, tell me your sage like wisdom for the next age and stage <laughs> of life because there's no handbook. And we talk about that and that's a little bit tongue in cheek being like, Oh, there's no handbook in parenting. There's no fucking handbook. There's lots no. of books you can read yeah. that can make you bananas or you can listen to this podcast and understand that like, There's no one way of doing things, but there's ways to do things that may make your life a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Totally. Right. But you know, this woman
1: has 10 kids and you'd think she'd be an expert. I'm a pediatrician. I am actually an expert and I have four (laughs) kids. But with my fourth, even with my fourth, I was still asking people questions. I was still Googling things. I was still asking experts that we see in this podcast. So even being a true expert, like we never have as much confidence with our own kids than you would have advice for your friends, or in my case, advice for patients, you still have doubts and and things that are not perfect. Right. What do you guys
0: think about coming up with some sleep? I sleep like rock star team. That's what I would say. Like, who's our sleep rockstar team? What is like the ten tools you need in your tool shed to make sleep better, not only for you but also for parents? I think like, what was it? Um, um, Zuckerberg, 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 Zuckerberg. Who invented Zuckerberg? Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> he just like, oh, I'm going to create like I think a glow he's the only person for his ever wife. that doesn't know his Mark. Zucker- name. What's his last name? Zuckerberg. 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 Sorry, yeah. I got confused with the Jewish caterer in town. Yeah. He's also <laughs> Zuckerberg. Yeah.
2: Sorry, and my maiden name you're was Zuckerberg. So maybe we're getting yeah. that mixed
0: uh, up. So Mark. Zucker, Zuckerberg, <laughs> Zuckerberg. <laughs> I feel like I can't even correct you anymore. <laughs>
1: he's he definitely created, not going to help me fix Instagram now. Oh well, he's I'm never getting not going to support his podcast, maybe. Yeah. But his um, wife's a pediatrician,
0: is she? Well, yeah. they created this like grow clock basically for adults because she kept like waking up at night, being like, "What time is it?" or whatever, or something. I always thought it was interesting. Like, <laughs> what is this product? You. It's like a, it's like a, like a like a grow clock for moms. Why not just have a clock? Well, yeah, that's I what I was wondering. Something where like she was like stumbling around in the dark or something so it's like an ambient light that allows them to like a night light basically a kind. night light but it tells you what time it is depending on what color it is
1: i'm really curious to look this up it is totally not what Elena's is describing it fucking
0: is <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it fucking is i'm telling you
1: i've had too much bellwood brewery beer i think but
0: um anyways i think what was your a point bit- pardon what was your point sorry that I think is something to, to educate parents mm-hmm. also about good sleep habits, right? Right. Yeah. Cause I, we, we come from a bad generation of sleeping. Yes. Right. So do you guys in your expertise know anything that's good sleep hygiene for Put down your fucking phone. Turn off your screens. Yeah. Honestly, people
2: ask me that question all the time. Yeah. Can you sleep train me? Yeah. Can you fervorize me? Right. And it I say no, <laughs> but yeah. you can turn your screens off an hour before you go to bed. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, that, that's yeah. not going to happen. People find
1: it impossible because they're addicted to social media. Right. But when you watch a screen or a kid watches a screen, you decrease your own brain melatonin. Right. Melatonin is that hormone. We've spoken about it. Mm-hmm. That makes you sleepy. And so if you're watching a screen right before bed and you're like obsessively checking Facebook, or Instagram or whatever, um, it decreases your melatonin. So you are less able to ready yourself for bed because your brain is stimulated now. It is no longer um, ready from a melatonin perspective. But also, what are we doing on social media? Like, we're, we're getting excited. We're getting emotional. We're getting yeah. upset. We're getting jealous. Right, we're getting whatever those strong emotions are. Yeah. And that's not going to be great for sleep. How about no.
0: these like tr- sleep trackers? Like I'm wearing a Fitbit right now. It told me how, many t- how much I slept last night. Mm-hmm. It says I was awake uh I slept f- last night I slept apparently from 9:15 to 6:09 a.m. So that's a long time to that's be in That's good. Bed. That's great. I went to bed at 9:15 You fell asleep at
1: 9:15. I've really t- not fallen event, asleep at event 90. Days, I can't yeah, yeah, function. At the end of an event day
0: I'm totally You're I'm dispen-
1: not capable of going to falling asleep before eleven. Well, okay, usually I'm like 30. in bed
0: by no. 10:37. That's yes. my normal. That's okay? good. Good for you. 10:37 10:38 10:40. Okay, this but my sleep cumulative sleep according to this thing is on average, four hours and 24 minutes.
1: Because you're rousing? And I,
0: no, it's, I'm, apparently I'm like, for instance, I was restless. I was really, I was restless 17 times. So I had complete um, awake time was, oh, time of sleep, for four hours and 23 minutes. Sleep quality, I was restless or awake for four hours and 30 minutes. So out of my nine hours of being in bed, 50% of it was me being restless, according to my sleep That tracker. seems odd to me. Is well, so always my is husband inside? gets up every two hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, almost every night. I'm getting, Why is he four, getting up? He's been sick, so he's been getting up. Oh, that he's tough. been going to bed at eight, waking up at midnight, going back to bed at two, waking up at four for coughing or whatever. Oh, man. But it looks like on average to me, like a good night rest for me is like, on a good night, maybe according to my sleep tracker, I'll get six hours of
1: sleep. Mm-hmm. Do you have a sleep well, um, some. No, I don't wear my, my watch, uh, but I just okay. ordered a, a whoop. So we'll, a whoop? it's a new Dina, a thing. Whoop? It's a new tracker thing. It's um, it's cool. Google what whoop. is it? I don't have it yet, so I don't, I don't know. But Andrew is the IT guy, um, and he thought it would be fun for me to get one. But it's like a little band. It's not a, it's not a watch. It's just a tiny band, and it monitors everything from sleep to um, right. activity, and it's supposed to be really good for when you're training. Like we're training for a marathon, so mm-hmm. to help increase your your training, etc. I don't mm-hmm. have it yet, but. I don't wear my watch to see because it's too big. I have, I have an Apple watch, but well, I had an my Apple Whoop, watch. And and I was west. way too connected. I mean, talk about being connected. Yeah. I'd be
0: like, ping, 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 and yeah. I couldn't handle it. So, right. And I'd be like, answer, hello? And yeah. i talking to my wrist, hello? But yeah. this brand, this is a new Fitbit, and it's so super light. It feels like I'm wearing nothing. So I've had Fitbits right. probably since 2012, since like an early adapter. Andrew wears a Fitbit. Oh, wow. This is the the lightest, best fit I've ever had. It's the cheapest one i ever bought, and I bought it on Amazon Prime. But you day. can't do anything on it, though. I can read my text messages. On I that, know, that little screen. Yeah, I can
1: read my text How messages. How does it go on oh, that little cool. t- Is it like two it, it words? It like,
0: it scrolls it, like not the whole text message and I can't so respond. So like a long
1: word is like down a line. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, awesome, awesome, vertically is two words.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it tells me when my phone is ringing. Mm-hmm. It tells me if my phone is with me because I often lose my phone. Um, It has my steps, my whatever, all those things that these addicted to number shit that we all are, right? Yeah. Um,
1: I've I've slept with this previous, but I didn't think it was so super accurate and it seems really big. So anyway, I'm going to try with the whoop. But um, Andrew's been tracking his sleep and everything else for a number of years, eh? Andrew, how much sleep are you getting last night?
0: Last night was a bad night. Last night was only six hours and 34 minutes.
1: Six hours and 34 minutes of sleep. Of sleep. And And how long were you in bed? uh,
0: 11 till
1: 10 to 7. Oh, Okay. Oh, so like only an hour less than that. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of restlessness for you, but maybe it's because Matt's sleeping and Matt's sick. It could be. I know, but like it's been like that for weeks. Are so we'll you see. waking up? My,
0: my biggest question is, are you waking up well rested or are you waking up exhausted? Some mornings, it depends what it is. It takes me a while to like wake up. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm also anticipating my kids waking up because Essa wakes up at between six and seven most days and she's usually up by 6:30 630, 6:35. Yeah. So I'm waking up like with my eyes at 5:59 like anticipating her wake up, I think. Also, oh, that's okay. part of it. So that could be part of it. Yeah. And then I bring her into bed and I nurse her for a bit. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't go back to sleep or anything like that. She's like we're awake starting our day. Okay, Do you worry. check your phone at night? So I used to plug my phone in downstairs and ever since I have a security camera now that's attached to the phones my phone is now next to me in bed just in case I hear something or whatever, especially cause we're in the new house. So only in the last six weeks I've had my phone like really next to me. Um, but and it's on, to, it's on and it's like, like under my pillow basically. Yeah. I actually read a study of plant life that was like, they did two, like it was kids. It was like high school kids. Did you hear about the study? No. So they did, they did a study where they took plants basically and they put plants next to cell phones and then they put the same plant away from the cell phone and the plant wasn't, germinating the same way with the phone next to it. meaning yeah. like it literally, the pl- like being next to the You also had like dinged oh and vibrated all night. No, That's I gonna... don't, I have a sleep setting where at, starting at 10 p.m., it doesn't allow, I don't get any alarms at all. Okay, yeah. Are you See, I don't have my event. phone in my room. We, yeah. we don't have any technology My phone is in off. our room. Do you have TVs in your room? That.
1: No. Do you have a yeah. TV in your room? No, nope. nope. No, we don't so have any. To, I mean, my technology goes in room into room my room. Yeah. My technology like, comes in. I plug it in, and it's, and I turn it off. Like it's just charging. Mm-hmm. That's all. Um, but that might be part of it, man. Like you're so you're probably mm-hmm. aware of it, and like there is radiation from your phone, right? Yeah, but, like ours. we don't know what the real effect that's going to be, and <laughs> right. know, brain tumors. Are you Do you
2: have a TV in your room? We
0: don't, but we don't really watch it. So then, why is it in there? Because we uh, when we went to a new house, we ended mm-hmm. up having an extra TV because we not we didn't put a TV on our main floor. Okay. In our old house, we had a TV in our basement and in our ba- in our main floor. And in the yeah. new house, we have a TV less space because we don't want the TV to be the right. center of the universe. So we a TV in the basement with the playroom. Like imagine there was a TV here, for instance, right. And we just, we had extra TV, so we put it in our bedroom. And the previous owners had the technology, like sort of in place to mount a TV on the wall in the proper place. So we decided to repeat what they did. But the truth is, it's not really on. And it's like the size of that microwave; like it's a very small mm-hmm. TV. Right. So we're not really watching it. I'd,
2: I'd move your phone into another room. Me too. Try Maybe that, we'll do that tonight, tonight. It could tonight. be subconsciously. I'll completely turn it off. Turn
1: it off. Yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. wouldn't have it under your pillow. There's some like conscious, subconscious awareness of of the media. Yeah, And Absolutely. like when your job is so. Hyper focused on yes. social media. Yes. I think it, you're probably a bit aware. Well, of for that. me,
0: getting into bed like by ten or ten thirty is already like a huge success because I wasn't right. was, before that. I wasn't getting into bed before that. So, what yeah. time are you in bed, Eva? What time am I in bed? That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit too late than I
2: should be. Mm-hmm. I'm usually in bed before midnight. Mm-hmm. And then my husband though gets up with the kids in the morning. Like he gets up with the kids before he goes to work, so All I free? can sleep in. Yeah, so he I gets ca- JJ. He gets JJ and so brings JJ I- to you. No, yeah? no, he just like my eight year old takes care of him in the morning. It's really Fucking cute. Fuck. So yeah, so, so I sleep. I mean, not like really, eight. but he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm usually sleeping twelve until eight. I happen to be. I've always been a night owl. I I get really good work done at night, but I am not a morning person at all. And thankfully my husband's the complete opposite. And do
0: you have work hours during the week as somebody who doesn't, who has a, I try to,
2: yeah, it's a work in progress for sure. I need to get better at it. But, um, I mean, listen, when my kids are in camp and you know, Mm -hmm. I've got JJ in daycare. Yeah. That's when I'm getting, you know, most of my work done. Um, but, because I happen to be a night owl, I can't go to bed at 10 o'clock on a mm-hmm. regular basis. It just, won't, it just won't work. And thankfully, I can sleep until 8
0: a.m. That's nice. I'm exhausted by the end of the day. Like, it's not normal how tired I am at the end of the day. Oh. I have to make some changes, but that's my own personal thing. But right. I think parent hygiene is interesting. Look, I'd love to see you innovate, Eva, in like some sort of blind system for parents. Like, that should be a product you should be selling. Yeah, you like helping I mean?
2: moms once they get their babies sleeping, yes. now get yourself sleeping. Or,
0: or, or just blinds. I think, like, getting simple like not like you could take you could market a garbage bag fucking like
1: oh i have ideas for that that's something I'm planning on doing. Tina's <laughs> innovating on hmm. everything. A fourth business idea. Yeah. Oh, you're know. fourth? fourth? No, no, no. It's like no. Four, 12. <laughs> how many fingers business. and toes can she count on? A couple more, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many business I have now. I have so many freaking trademarks. <laughs> my, my trademark lawyer laughs about how many trademarks I have. It's like actually kind of ridiculous. I have more trademarks in his entire practice than anyone else's entire practice. Really? And this you're is like, like every idea. This is like, like I'm a, a yeah. big shot trademark, lawyer. trademark Every idea I get, I'm like, got to trademark it because someone might take it the idea. Shotgun. And it's like not so expensive to, Shotgun, to trademark things. Check on no. And then it's going to be a goal print. of mine to like tick off all the trademarks and make them into actual businesses. I I'm getting that. there. I'm How getting many do you have? How many trademarks do you have? Uh, 17 or 18.
0: Tina, fucking wow. cool. I might have
1: more actually he sent me another. He sends me his, um, his uh, uh, executive assistant sends me like a PowerPoint presentation of all the every time I add it. And I stopped looking. I just filed them because it's kind of embarrassing. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of them are happening. So yeah. Yeah. yep. You're amazing. You're mm. fucking amazing. What an amazing group of women
0: tonight. And Andrew.
1: <laughs> and the two new dogs. And the new Andrew. dog. Yes, and the dogs eat her chewing bones, but now they're chill. They're so chill. Thanks yeah. for chilling, now guys. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, they kept me company. Eva, if one, you have one
0: like giant piece of advice you want our listeners to hear, it can be about starting an online business or about sleep consultancy. What's like your so legacy?
2: Can I? Get, I'm going to do two then. Yeah, please. Okay, so for sleep, yeah, if your kids are healthy, don't underestimate what they can do.
0: People I think totally that sometimes kids, yeah. I think
2: that sometimes parents, they sell their kids short and they just kind of label them as a bad sleeper. and It is what it is. And I'll sleep when they're 18. <laughs> and, don't don't sell yourself short. Don't sell your kids short. I'm telling you, like thousands of families later, I can confidently tell you. I don't care how difficult, high needs, how sensitive your child is. Your child can learn how to sleep. You just need the right plan in place. Mm-hmm. And then you need to be consistently executing right. that plan. And it's then everything is easy. temporary,
0: right? Gamze avor. Like everything... The shell to pass, right? Like, yes, everything is.
2: Yes. There is a light at the end. Absolutely, of the right. but I'm not a believer in waiting for that magical day to come right. for things to magically get better
1: because it won't. It won't. Yeah. yeah, like either you train them now or later or whatever, but they're not going to magically become amazing sleepers right. if they don't have the skills and they've never been um, made to sleep. Right, and Amanda
0: Juson will say it's only a problem if it's a problem for you. Yes, if right. you're somebody who wants to co-sleep your whole life. Go for Power it. Power up to you. Go like, I'm it. not gonna be militant on that. If that's no. the lifestyle, if you if want that's have your family bed, but, that that but is I'm not your talking choice. to those moms. Right. I'm
2: talking to those moms who are co-sleeping yes, and or who are waking up at night and they don't like it. Right. And but they think that it's this is the but they think right. that this is the only option. And I wanna tell you all listening mm-hmm. that there are other options. That if you want to get your kids sleeping, mm-hmm. and there isn't something physiological right. preventing your child from doing that, that by the way, your doctor has mentioned, because I have had some moms that just there's almost none of those things though there's What's almost that?
1: none of those things almost all, all of those things it's, are it's so right. rare it's like yeah. what less
2: than one percent of the time it's not physiological or medical you know it's it's something behavioral something that has to do with habits and sleep hygiene that's right. something that we can fix that's what behavioral modification is right and as long as it's done consistently and correctly and you know what you need to do is that to then navigate the next nap transition the next milestone the next regression that your child will face, You don't have to raise little ones exhausted. You don't. That's what previous generations were stuck doing because they didn't know what to do. We know how to get our little ones sleeping. So if this is something that you want, don't sell your kids short. Don't sell yourself short. Don't count down the days until your kid turns thirteen and you'll finally get a proper night's sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Because you deserve that proper night's sleep way more than that. Right Right now. Right now. Like don't don't wait. Um. That's the first thing. And then I think when it comes to online business, it's kind of a similar message in that if you know something or you have something that can provide somebody else value, you don't have to have an MBA. You don't have to have come from a family of, you know, five generations of CEOs, right, Right? no, you, you don't. I mean, and I'm speaking as someone whose husband is an MBA, has an MBA and he's not running his own business. Like he's, he's an employee and, um, and he's very, very smart, but he's got strengths that I don't have. And I have strengths that he doesn't have. And simply having training in business, it's not a prerequisite for launching your own business. So don't underestimate yourself either. Start that side hustle, start it. Just yeah. go for it. What's what's the worst thing that can happen? Right. That's yeah. barely any risk. So just do it. Because yeah. if you've got something that can help somebody else, yeah. then you don't want to rob those people of all that value that you can be giving them. I mean, Alana, think about if you hadn't launched Moms TO. Like yeah. how many moms would be missing out? on all the value that you're providing them.
0: Yeah, and I always think, what if I hadn't done this? Right. I probably would've, I don't know. There would be so many moms
2: missing out on something that they (laughs) wouldn't know they're missing out
0: on. Yeah, you're absolutely right. No, I think it's great. I think taking the plunge is a great piece of advice. Right. Dr. And
2: Kool.
1: there's no, and there's no best time. Right. I would add to that. Like right, a lot of people are waiting for the best time or, you know, the the right amount of money to come in or just right. something. You know, set up a, a website. My
2: first website was free on Wix that my husband made for me. Yeah. You know, you don't have, it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to launch your side hustle with a $10,000 website made by some top notch, you know, web, web developer yeah. launch something free on Wix and then when you start bringing in money, okay, then you upgrade right. to WordPress. Speaking from experience, because I'm now on. How WordPress. many people do <laughs> you
0: think you've 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 How many families do you think you've coached in your over entire two group? over two thousand that many? Yeah, holy shit, good for you, girl. Yeah,
2: that's great. It's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Someone I saw someone at a um I met someone for the first time at a birthday party. It was just introduced cuz I think she had followed me on social media and so the you know the mom was saying, "Oh, you know, do you know Eva? You know, she helps parents get little ones sleeping." And this person said to me, she goes, "Wow, you're saving fa- you're saving marriages. You're <laughs> saving marriages yeah, doing your work." And I never really thought of it like that, but she's absolutely right because mm-hmm. when you're getting the sleep that you need as a couple, then you're at your best in terms mm. of in terms of how you're behaving, in terms of your emotional regulation. And when you're not sleeping, it can it can easily impact your marriage. And, and if so you she go said to this bed, if, if
1: you go to bed with your partner and there's no child waking up every fifteen minutes, or you're falling asleep in your right. kid's bed. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Absolutely affects marriages for sure.
2: Right. 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 So she said this to me a few times. She's like, "You're saving marriages. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Doing the work that you're doing." And I was like, well, if I ever thought about going back to
0: law, yeah. <laughs> that ain't happening right. after that. You're keeping families together. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Eva, i was so happy having here tonight. Thanks so Where'd much, Alana and Dina. This has been great. Yeah. Welcome to Moms That Say Fuck. <laughs> what did you learn, Alana? Oh my God, I learned about the siesta. I was like, yes, and the Shabbos nap, of course. Right. This makes so much sense. Look, we're like, we usually chill or like do something on the weekends, but I think I'm gonna like build it into my family, mm-hmm. like my family. I feel like a family is a business. I think that's interesting, right? If mm. you think about that, think about, right? <laughs> Andrew's shaking his head. No, there can only be two people, right, who are the CEO and the CFO as far as I'm concerned, right? Somebody makes the executive decisions. Someone's keeping the finances in order and you have a responsibility to keep your business, your house in order, right? right? So if you're writing your business plan for your family, in which my case is my gut plan, but I do, I think there's integral parts of your family values and your family traditions that you have to be the keeper of. In this case, you guys are quite good at making sure that your house is kept in order right and i think somebody once said to me the way you deal with one thing is how you probably deal with all things in your life Mm -hmm. right dina so the way that you're super organized always always with every element of your life and with me i'm like a big heart kind of a mess right and i am like that with everything but i have to when it comes to my family i need to be organized because it's for the best interest of my family so you know Uh even i think that once you approach the way you approach one thing is probably how you approach everything right and and if like you're, you're good at a lot of things right dina but you're good at most things that you put your mind to like you're not going to be half-assed right like gold or, I, or I just don't do it <laughs> or you don't do it you're either the gold standard yeah, and you don't do it i, right? I, don't, I don't invest in
1: things that i suck <laughs> yeah, at you know exactly. uh-huh. yes
0: <laughs> right Eva? so i think it's interesting right in that regard and i think for me what i learned today is like um that i think actually in terms of your business your own business what i learned is that like you're giving me more confidence to be like elaine you're sitting on a fucking gold mine like what are you waiting for here yeah and I, for me it's not necessarily about making money per se it's about um, I think for me, I've been undervalued and Dina this, I undervalue myself all the time mm-hmm. and I'm always like, I'll give it away for free and I think I'm, it comes from 12 years of nonprofit being like, oh, I sh- I'm, I'm not worth these things. So I think what I'm learning now is I am worthy and that I have value and that I need to be able to uh, parlay this into a serious career for myself and part of that is making strategic business decisions and you've made very strategic business decisions yes. that made you allowed to leave a very lucrative, you know, very traditional job and you've been a fucking rocket ship Dina in terms of like the heights that you've set for yourself. And I think I'm inspired by surrounding myself with women who have just launched. And I think to some degree, I need to really double down on myself and say to myself, it's time for me to, to, to find my business model. And to some degree, because I wasn't aiming to make a business, as you said, it wasn't my goal to make a business. Mm -hmm. Now that I've dabbled in the majors for a little bit, I'm ready to go uh, minors. I'm ready to go major. And when I'm in the big leagues, this is now what I realize I need. We need a really strong online community. People who are willing to invest in this will get a lot of return. And, and and uh, you know, when we meet in person, it's going be to right? be the best. It's going to be the best. It's going to be the best in class. You know,
1: you are going I to... I feel like Alana just wrote a business plan in this podcast. Pardon? <laughs> you put like a business plan in, your, in this podcast. I do. It's written
0: yeah. in my five-year plan. My five-year vision is all over my walls right mm-hmm. now in my actual kitchen on my house. You have a vision board? I know I, I have five sticky notes of exactly what my next five years are going to look Amazing. like. Hmm. Um, and that's really empowering and I feel really motivated like thinking about it and seeing it every day. My husband doesn't like it in our new house, but it's I all around. You need it's an involved. office maybe. I need an office in my new house. Yeah. Thank you, Eva. Thank Thanks you. for coming. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks, new dog. You're very cute. That's Munch. If you guys didn't hear Dina and Andrew
1: got a new dog, his name is Munch. You probably heard him chewing on the beginning of the podcast. Oh, he's so cute though. We adopted our little cute puppy who's our now two-year-old and the cousin of our other dog really their cousins their cousins, they're oh, second that's cousins. Nice. yeah Aww. yeah um and yeah and Hi that's much. the other one that's Zeus behind you if you didn't know yeah. there's four
0: children usually sleeping in this house and two dogs that you don't hear so. yeah <laughs> usually unless they're chewing on bones guys thanks for listening moms said, say fuck thank you so much for hanging out with us today we hope you really enjoy the content we are eager to chat with the most interesting people about topics that you care about
1: Please connect with us on social media at Moms That Say, at MomsTO, and at Dr. Dina Kulik, and share your comments, requests, and to continue the conversation. If you want to hear more, click subscribe and rate us too. We're all about the feedback because this podcast is for you. Have a great
0: rest of week. Until next time.